I think I've also trusted my ideas, but now I'm trusting them even more because I've taken risks and I've been able to trust myself in taking these risks to leave to Thailand or leave to do this or that. So it's like I'm trusting myself more, and I'm not beating myself up anymore. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you, so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host, and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. All right. What is up, everybody? I am here with my dear friend, Harry Lopez. Thank you so much for joining on the show today. And we are a little giggly hitting record right now because we just were jamming, catching up, all that kind of stuff. We have, And we're like, you know what? We just need to hit record already. And like, to have this conversation record yeah we just start having this conversation because it's already so good so thank you so much for being here i absolutely adore you and i'm so excited that you and i just get to connect drop in talk about all kinds of awesome stuff right now so thanks for being here i'm so happy to be here thank you for having me i adore you so much of course and first things first rapid fire what is something you're grateful for right now thailand hmm what is a guilty pleasure of yours? Ooh, smoothie bowls, acai bowls, mm. like daily. Yes, yes. Any specific like concoctions you really love or add-ins? I've been getting just like mixed berry, strawberry, avocado, mm. grapes, like pomegranate, pumpkin, little pumpkin seeds. And yeah, I just love it all. Just any oh, kind right. of acai bowl. I'm just so down for it. And the thing about Thailand, like in Southeast Asia and stuff is like the fruit out there is so freaking delicious. Like some of the best, like exotic fruits and stuff like that. Like, and it's all so fresh and it's pretty cheap out there too. Cause like so many of those like really unique fruits, like when we have them over here, they're like, they've traveled a long journey to get to us. Right. And so they're typically more expensive and not as good, but yeah, like mango papaya dragon fruit like all the oh. little like lychee rambutan mangosteens like all oh now see like oh, I'm gonna it's have to so good find some you gotta get out of here already <laughs> okay okay what is a random fact that most people would not know about you well <laughs> i think that the majority of people think i'm very extroverted okay but i actually i spend a lot of time alone which actually probably isn't surprising yeah, I'm much quieter than I might give off, like to the world. Yeah. Much, much quieter. And yeah, I think that's a really random fact because most people see me as really big energy, yeah. big uh, personality. Which is true. You do have very big energy, very big personality. But yeah, but I can see how people who don't know you might think you're like always big, loud, like super social, extroverted all the time. Yeah, which is totally not the case. Yeah, <laughs> totally not the case at all. If you weren't doing what you do now, right? Coaching, like, yeah, and we'll get into what you are creating in the world and everything like that. What kind of job or career had always been like super interesting? Like, regardless of whether you're qualified in any way for it, like what, like in an alternate universe, you'd be like, ooh, that would be really cool to try. Four days ago, it was being an actor. <laughs> In, in Hong Kong, in like okay. Chinese movies. Two days ago, it was being, I'm so you think you can dance. And almost every other day, I have glimpses of becoming a photojournalist. Ooh. And like just documenting everyday life in different cities and countries and mm. capturing the real soul essence of people through images and stories. 
I don't know, I have this vision of just sitting down with people while I'm here in Thailand and just interviewing them and just getting their story and like just getting in the moment snapshots. Yeah. So every single day it's changing. Every single day it's like fast, fast glimpses and images are coming to me. Love it. I love it. Why not do some of that photo story stuff? It's time. It is like absolute <laughs> time. It's happening. It's already yeah. happening. Yeah. It's already happening. In another <laughs> timeline, you are doing that already. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I feel the essence of the photojournalist in me. Mm. As I'm walking down the streets, like the street market and just going to like just getting different, like my pad thai or my, you know, whatever foods I'm getting, I just sit there and I just observe. And maybe I look like a crazy person, but I'm just like sitting there and like watching them make the food. And I'm looking around and watching the Thai people, just like the Thai kids, just like walk around with their phones or like observing their fashion or just like watching everything as it's happening. It just feels like I'm in an alternate reality right now. That's so beautiful too. to like, and just like that level of presence and observing and really like taking in everything around you. I like that. Yeah. It feels like such a gift. Yeah. I'm just a guest here, like a guest in their home. And I just feel so honored. Like I'm just, every day I walk out, if I'm in any kind of mood in my apartment, when I walk out of my apartment, there's just like, it could be like the ugliest street. It could be so smelly, but I was like looking around and I'm so grateful. I'm just walking in like, this is so cool. This is so cool. Yeah. I love this. Do you get a lot of, and this isn't one of our rapid fire, so I'm, I'm going on a tangent here. Do you get a lot of attention? there because you're tall right and obviously not Thai you know so yeah Yeah. I would imagine a lot of people probably approach you but like yeah I do I get just like watched like I get observed a lot Mm -hmm. they're just like they stare at me and I notice that you know sometimes I'll have my sunglasses on in the daytime I'll just be walking down the street and usually I'll be either like listening to something or just tuning in like you know wherever it is I'm going but I'll look around sometimes and I'll see that the Thai folks they'll like look me up and down and they observe me for a bit. And there's like, it's funny. I have like my routines. Like I go to like my daily coffee shop and I'll walk through this street. And I say like the two things I know how to say in, in Thai are Sadikap, which is hello. Yep. And Kamkukap. <laughs> oh, look at you. Okay. Okay, Jinx. Get it. So <laughs> so- <laughs> I know somebody okay, listening so who actually speaks Thai. Thai is probably going to be like these accents. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I have my pit stops, my check stops where I go. And I'm like, I see my every single day. It's a routine. I see the lady at the stand. Sadika. She has always a very serious face. So I always want to light her up. Sadika. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then she smiled at me once. And then I'll. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I finally broke her. We got a smile. We got it. Oh, I love you. It. No I'm kidding. Yeah, you're like, I'll be back tomorrow with more love. Get ready okay. for it, honey. We're getting back. Hold on. Let's finish these rapid yeah. fires and then we're going to get in because we could just okay. go in all the directions and all the places. What did you want to be when you were little? I think it was kind of ingrained in me to be a lawyer because like, oh, yeah, because I grew up watching soap operas in my family and every, the lead protagonist was usually an attorney. But I think ultimately mm-hmm. what I really did want to do was be a performer, was to be like singer, actor, dancer. I remember when I was really little, I wanted to put on shows for my family. Yes. Just wanted to like yes. entertain them, make them laugh, make them smile. Oh my gosh. This is such a tangent <laughs> and stuff, but I so badly want to see little baby Harry like videos and stuff. You were probably such a, ah! <laughs> oh my gosh, little starseed, like adorable kid. <laughs> I'll have to find some and post them, post them online. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was definitely had a high-pitched voice. Like, there's videos of me saying like, thank you, mama. Thank you, mama. <laughs> like, that's literally how you used to talk. <laughs> Any weird talents or special skills? I'm very athletic. Like, I grew up a really aggressive kid. So I had a lot of energy. Hmm. So I was a fighter. I was a martial artist most of my life. Did Taekwondo, black belt. I competed. That was like, you know, my upbringing. Yeah. Competitive Taekwondo martial art. All right. <laughs> nice. Last time that you cried. I wonder if I cried yesterday. Yeah, I cried yesterday on the motorbike. I was, you know, you call an Uber, you get in a car. Here you call an Uber, you get in a motorcycle. You get in the okay. back of somebody. Oh, you know, you know this. You've been here. So I was in the back oh, yeah, of a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. A like little, what do they call them? A tuk-tuk, right? You could order a tuk-tuk or you can get, they call them a grab. 
the grab or the in drive and they're so cheap they're super affordable it's really nice and i was in the back of the motorbike and the sun was hitting just at the perfect spot it was a beautiful view i could feel the wind the breeze i had my glasses on i had my headphones on i was listening to SZA. is that how you say her SZA? SZA? i mean that's how i say her i think so. i love <laughs> i'm obsessed with SZA. like her music just her latest album me. is so good it's so good SZA, if you're listening to this damn thank you like I am a loyal fan for life now. Thank you, Siza. She's gonna listen in on this interview. Okay, I know hey, she is. I, yeah, it's already happening. I know people who could get it to her. <laughs> oh, yes. I know people who worked on her shit. <laughs> like yeah. anyway, yes. so I cried on the back of that motorbike yesterday. Like out of like there's like little moments, beauty and appreciation, tears. Ugh, I love it. Yeah, there's a lot of those moments that have happened for me here. Yeah. A lot of those. Oh, I love that. Last time you laughed so hard, you almost peed your pants. Oh, <laughs> that happens daily too. <laughs> By myself. I'm just like, wow. I, I just start laughing at myself. I'm like, did you just say that, Harry? Or I can't believe I, that just happened. Or I remember, I think it was the other day, <laughs> my friend we got on a call and she supported me through something. And I told her that I really appreciated her. And she's like, oh, would you mind writing me a testimonial? <laughs> I just could not stop laughing. So I was like, entrepreneur friends, like this is what I we know. do with each other. Yes. <laughs> we like coach each other and they're like, would you mind writing? Me? Yeah, you're like, thank you so much. Like that lands, my heart feels so happy. Could you actually <laughs> write that down for me? <laughs> <laughs> In yeah. no other world does this happen. Can I share like, that? Can I, can I publish that somewhere? Can I send I that to my email list? <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, oh. I start cracking up at our patterns. Like when I start like just being away from everything, I just, I'm able to just observe and zoom out. And it's just, everything makes me laugh in a yeah. good way, a really yeah. positive way. I love yeah. it. Okay. Two more <laughs> rapid fires. Favorite meal? Oh my God. Here, Pad Thai. Mm. Pad Thai is, I can have Pad Thai every day and it's $1.50. Like, oh, you know, yeah. it's just, and like, it's so nice. Yeah. So good. It's so good. I mean, I get Pad Thai in different places. I try so many different foods, but Pad Thai for me is easy because it's, I just know it's gluten free. So mm. it's helpful because of the rice noodles. But I mean, there's so much. I mean, I love tacos. I do miss Mexican food. But there is this woman at the, the street market she's been on anthony bourdain and oh cool she's like famous like she's like literally just there every night like with a cowboy hat and people come and and like there's a long line of people wanting to go eat her food and i mean there's cameras and there's like journalists coming all the time and it's like no big deal i just go like every other day to go get her food it's delicious like yeah. so much food here is just yeah and i yeah gosh it, people told me i would gain so much weight i've lost so much weight being here just nice. so many patterns, just like leaving, just left and right yes. every day, all the time. Which yeah, we're going to talk about. Like, that. Yeah, we're going to talk about. But Yeah, okay. energetic drainage and like releasing so much. Yeah. Okay, last rapid fire. Next place you want to travel to, like after Thailand? I will be going to Bali, but I have Singapore, Australia, South Africa, and Cambodia, like top of my heart. Like I'm just like, mm. oh, I want to go. You know, but I'm supposed to go to Bali. That's the plan right now, but it's constantly yeah. shifting and evolving. Who knows what will happen? I love it. I love it. Staying completely open. Yeah. So what prompted this whole journey and this like travel chapter? Because you've been in Thailand now for how long? Been here for about two and a half months. Okay. I never anticipated I would be here this long, but long story short, I was like, I was living in Miami and... My nervous system was incredibly dysregulated mm. and I wasn't happy. I wasn't doing well. I think that I was going through the motions and most people would look at me and be like, oh, Harry's doing fine. He's, you know, Harry's Harry. He's good. But inside, I just didn't feel, actually, that was the part I couldn't really feel. Mm. I was like numb, like dissociated, like not in a good place. And so I got accepted to a leadership program in Dubai, in Abu Dhabi with this program that has changed my life. It's called Reality Israel. They bring change makers to Israel for 10 days. Oh, and I started off as a my, teacher, so I, I did teachership. 
Yeah. My ex sister-in-law did that. Yeah. Oh, and like my ex-husband was like thinking about doing it and stuff like that. Yeah. Really cool program. Oh, I get to recommend people. So I'll refer you for the next one because I think you would love it. And you'd be a great, yeah. You just do yeah. so well there. So I got accepted to that program in Dubai. So I was already going to go to the Middle East. And my friend Jenny was like, hey, I'm going to Thailand. I'm going to go to Bali. So she got this really cool job opportunity. And she knew my story. We had hit it off in Miami. We met many years ago, but we reconnected about seven months ago in Miami on the beach. Mm-hmm. And normally I would say no. Like the idea of traveling for me, just like, it's exciting. It's fun. But I'm like, oh, that's for other people. I want to stay focused. I want to keep working mm. on my business, keep working on my craft, stay home, stay don't distract yourself. But I was already going to the Middle East. So I was like, why not go to Thailand? Because she was going to be there mm-hmm. for a little bit before she goes to Bali. And I did it. <laughs> I bought a one-way ticket to Dubai. And then I got another one-way ticket from Dubai to this random city called Chiang Mai that I've never heard of before. Before she mentioned it. Chiang Mai is so beautiful. Yeah. This city has turned me, like completely so rewired all of me. You're in Chiang Mai. I'm in Chiang Mai. Oh, it's so beautiful. Like country, still very tropical, but like more rural country kind of place. All the elephant. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, on every street corner, you have a temple. You have temples everywhere. You have, you walk outside and you have monks that are walking around. You're in a tuk-tuk with monks or you're eating at a restaurant. You have monks or like their kids and there's travelers and Westerners, expats. There's a lot of coffee. There's so many coffee shops. And I love coffee. So, you know, in Miami, we didn't have a lot of coffee shops or the coffee shops were ones where like it would get really, really crowded. So you go in and out. But here the coffee shop scene is, it's so vibrant. Like the young people go to coffee shops and they hang out all day. Or a lot of young Thai people are incredibly entrepreneurial. So they open up their own coffee shops. They have restaurants. They have multiple restaurants. Like Thai people are cool. Like they're really into like cool stuff. So that's been great being here. When the plane landed in Chiang Mai on the first, like when I landed here, I looked out the window and I had a moment and like, I did cry a little bit, but I said to myself, like, I didn't even know. I did know. We always know. I said, this is going to be the beginning of a new life for me, like a new Harry, a new chapter in this story. And boy, has it been. So, wow. Yeah. The city, the gentleness is what's really supported me. It's like the kindness. Yeah. I think I remember because my ex-husband and I did our honeymoon in Thailand and went to Chiang Mai for a few days. So Bangkok, Chiang Mai, and then Riley Beach Oh, in Chiang Mai. We stayed for like three days maybe in Chiang Mai and went to one of the elephant rescue sanctuary places. But they have the really cool like night bazaar, right? Yeah, yeah. the night market. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so cool. Unlike anything I've ever experienced before. It's almost a little overwhelming for me because mm-hmm. the rest of Chiang Mai feels like really small, very, yes. very cozy. Like the streets are small, like just like a small city, very small city. Yep. It actually reminds me a little bit of how I felt when I lived in Nashville, but mm. Nashville has grown. Now feels like yeah. a really big city. Chiang Mai still has a small city essence, which is yeah. really special. So yeah, the night market on Sunday night, it's just yeah. so special. I love it. Okay. So this whole trip and a bit about, I mean, you mentioned this a little bit in rapid fire and obviously before we hit record that so much of this trip and really like, I guess, you know, we're end of February when we're recording this right now. So 2023, you've at the end of 2022. Yeah. Has been like this trip really. And you said that, you know, it's been a lot of letting go of patterns and like, a whole new life, right? Like you landed there and like, oh, this is the start of a whole new life. And I want to dive into all of that. So yeah, what patterns have you been releasing? Like, were you aware of some of these like before you took the trip or did they kind of like make themselves apparent there? Like, let's get into it. Cause Mm. same, cause yeah, a lot of patterns getting released at the end of the year that, you know, a few kind of snuck through into the first month. I would say that my experience has been the patterns have been falling so quickly that I can't even keep track anymore. Like Mm. it's beyond control. It's beyond understanding. It's like, I don't even, like, I want to keep track of them and I want to notice like, okay, which pattern's falling off now? Which one am I Mm. doing there? Or like, 
And it's like Thailand is keeps bringing me back to Harry. This is beyond your doing. Like mm. it's all happening, even when you don't even realize it. It's happening. Mm. Even in this conversation, some patterns have fallen already. Like patterns are continuously falling. Yeah. And I realized that I have no knowing. I have no sense. They're just going. And I'm in conversations with people that I never thought I would have be in conversations with. Like I'm observing that I'm doing things or I'm feeling things or I'm smiling in a way that I, or I'm dancing in my bedroom in ways that I never would have danced before. It's like I'm accessing new levels and layers of myself that I've only been able to experience because energetically I've cut off basically every attachment, like every last bit of attachment that I had that was not serving me. You know, this is the farthest away I've been from my family and I'm really close with them. And I thought it would be, you know, my family, you know, immigrants from Nicaragua, you know, I do all my work to support Latinos and my family is my number one case study. Like, it's for them that I do so much of it. I remember I sat down at Agape in LA and I watched Lisa Nichols speak on stage and I was so impressed and so inspired. And I remember she said this, she said, I always thought that I would bring change to my family by being, staying close to them, by being mm. in close proximity. But what I came to realize was that the real change happened when I dared to venture outside of the confines of my own limitations and go far away. And then, then change really happened was when I was able to leave my family, go off and explore myself and do my own thing. So it's basically, I'm having my whole like gay eat, pray, love story here. (laughs) I love it. I feel like I'm Elizabeth Gilbert. (laughs) Love it. And everything has been a teacher. Everything has been a lesson. So many highs, a lot of lows. You know, I've also felt really alone during yeah. this journey. This is the most. Well, that was one I've of the things felt. I was going to ask. Like, if you have community out there, really, too. Yeah, and you know, it's funny that. Oh, it's so funny. Okay, so of course I'm a creature of habit. So I quickly left the nest and I left my home of Miami. I came to Thailand. So I've been exploring, going to coffee shops, going to different places. But now I'm building my consistent routine. So I go to the same coffee shops and I look yeah. around at the coffee shops and I see that it's the same people every day. Yeah. And it's the same people your every friends. day sitting in your this- new friends. We're all friends, but we don't talk to each other. Right. <laughs> I remember when I internship in New York City, like in 2010. So like long ass time ago. And one of the things like when I did that, like I was going, I had just like had my heart broken, like my first one of my like biggest heartbreaks, like right. had just happened. So I'm like going to New York, like not because of that, Mm. but like the timing just worked out that way, but I'm like going to New York and like, I was not like, I love to travel and always have, and like, feel very comfortable in new places. But like, in that point in my life, I was like, everyone is me. Nobody's there's too, like, I'm overwhelmed by like wanting to do all the things, but then also wanting to like, you know, have a routine and feel like I'm at home and like, I don't know how to do it all. I'm only here for a couple months and blah, 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 like all this kind of stuff. And I remember like the internships that I had when I was out there, it was like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, consistent one. And then a Tuesday, Thursday, consistent one. And there was like one little like coffee shop place that I would go to, to get my coffee every day and like a breakfast burrito. And I remember one time the man there was like the usual. And I almost cried. (laughs) I was like, what? He's like, you come here all the time. The usual. And I was like, (laughs) like, it made me feel so good. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. Like you're finding your places. Oh yeah. And it's good though, because like you're expanding and you're growing so quickly because of travel you're also finding ways to ground and anchor in certain Mm -hmm. spots that feel like home and familiar, which I think is really important. So I go to this cafe called One Worry and they know me. They're like, same, same. I'm like, same, same. (laughs) It feels nice. I love it. Okay. So back to the patterns and stuff, a couple of questions on that. One, are you able to describe or put to words what it feels like, or like what when you're like, oh, patterns are falling away. Like one, how do you know? Like, how do you for yourself know that patterns are falling away? Is Do you have like a feeling or sensation when that's happening? So like, yeah, I'm so curious about that for you. A lot of my patterns have stemmed from shame around my sexual identity, around being gay. 
And I came out to my dad the day before my 33rd birthday, which I celebrated here in Chiang Mai. And I always said to myself, you know, 33 is going to be the Wait, year. so how long ago? It was not that long ago. This is actually the first time I'm actually talking about it because I feel so safe and comfortable with you. So that's feedback for you. But Thank you. I had no idea. Yeah. About that. Yeah. I grew up with my dad when I was little, but my parents got divorced when I was quite young. Mm-hmm. So I spent, you know, my mom, I was raised by my mom, single yeah. parent. But over the years, I've reconnected with my dad. But there was always this, like, you don't talk about it. And yeah. he may have known. Well, yeah, because I'm like. I never said it. I never talked about yeah. it. Yeah. And in the secrecy, like shame builds in secrecy. Mm. So it was just like building and festering. And I was like, we're not doing that anymore, Harry. Like, we're about to be 33. We're going to be completely liberated. And I want to invite my father into this vision for my life that I have. Before it was like, it's okay. He doesn't need to know. Like he's not that, you know, prominent of a role in my life where he's like actively, you know, we're talking all the time and all this stuff, mm-hmm. but we are now, <laughs> you know, it's, oh yeah. So that's been a big one, like removing shame and a lot of the shame, like influenced my nervous system. Like it went hand in hand. And when I was yes. in the U S in Miami, particularly there, there's a lot of childhood memories that I had around homophobia and like competition and aggression and like you know capitalism in the west and i think that that stuff for an empath i could feel it every day when i was living in miami it was heavy on me mm-hmm. you know i was going to yoga and i was doing the conscious events and i was meditating and i was doing all the things but energetically i could still feel it like being yeah. living in miami it was all very present for me in my body and i didn't know how to explain it but whenever i would go to events it was like you know i would talk to mentors and they would say it's because you're picking up on everything Harry Mm, I was like but I would question that and they would say that but I would question I was like is that true that I'm picking up on everything or is it just a reflection of my own stuff that I've still been unwilling to really go in and look at and work through so I think it's a little bit of a lot of stuff right but when I came to Chiang Mai it's like the Buddhist culture is at least not to your face it's not aggressive or judgmental it's it's very kind it's so sweet like you know it's to the exterior, to the surface, is not any of those things. It's so, it just allows you to just feel such deep rest. Mm. And in that relaxation is where I've been able to let go of stuff in the rest of the nervous system. And I felt it here without even having to do anything, just being here. Yeah. And I don't even have to do much. Like, I don't have to go to the top of the, you know, Chang Dao to the temples or, you know, just walking down the streets. I feel it. Another moment that really brought me to tears was the other day I was walking and I saw this, like, she was a much older woman. She was, must have been in her 80s and she was very small and like, she looked very frail, but she was holding this big laundry basket, like this big wooden thing across her neck in the back. And she had these bags on both sides. Yeah. She just looked so happy. <laughs> she just looked so happy walking down the street. Like, and that's what I've noticed is that Every single day I go to the Pad Thai lady and she just looks so happy. Mm-mm. She's making the same thing every day, the Pad Thai and a couple of the dishes. Or like I go to Wanri, the coffee shop, and she's like, they're chill. They're not, they're just being with what is. Yeah. Like they're not necessarily, I don't feel this consciousness of like, I need more clients or, you know, more customers right. to come in in the well, coffee shop. They're just being. And too, like, I think too, it is so, cause I relate to what you said in a sense, like with like feeling all the things like in Miami and stuff like that. And like doing all the things to calibrate and like manage your nervous system and stuff like that. And I was feeling so much of that kind of stuff here in Los Angeles in like 2020 and 2021, right. With like all the stuff going on with COVID and everything. And like LA was really intense and the energy was really heavy here. And I would find that like, I would do all the things to manage my nervous system and stuff like that. But when I would leave LA, I would feel so much better and it would feel so different. And I would feel, I wouldn't have to go through as many of my tools in other locations. And I was like, one, I think like the energy of the environment is very real, right? Like, especially in big cities, we've got so much more like technology flying around and so many more people too, right? Like the energy is so much denser and that sometimes like new places, like one, not only is the energy just very different, but also like 
we being like plucked out of our normal routines and place and stuff that we know with all of our stories and hit and like experiences and stuff and dropping into a new spot sometimes like oh wait you like just kind of naturally also release a lot more too in that sense so like yeah that's so beautiful that just like going to a new space has been such a shift and a lightening if you will you know here's an example of something right in Miami I used to do yoga a lot of yoga like I did teacher trainings and I would go to class. I would go to Ahana. I'd go here. I'd do class pass. I was doing yoga in Thailand. <laughs> wow. Look at that. Unconscious mm-hmm. programming. In Thailand, I haven't gone to a single yoga class. I feel like I'm not doing yoga here. I'm becoming yoga. I'm becoming yeah, a yogi. So as you started saying that, I'm like, oh, I know what he's going to say. He's going to say he's being yoga or like it's embodied. Yeah. I have two yoga mats in my bedroom. And I just, anything comes up, I get on the mat. I'll just start doing the poses. And I don't know which poses I'll do. I'll just get into whatever feels aligned for me. But also the, like our tools are like technology that supports us in coming back to ourselves. And for me, it's like a lot of my tools, some of them have stayed, but a lot of them have, I think, evolved almost. And I'm really being with this idea that, that it's, For me, a lot of my programming has been around controlling the narrative. Like as much as I can has been like, I got to orchestrate this. I've got to like, you know, logically, mentally think my way through things. And being out here has, every single moment has reminded me, okay, no, Harry, you're not going to think your way through this. You're going to feel and body your way through this. So it's like, everything has come back to this. Mm. Get back in the body. Like that's the message I always hear is like, get back in your body. And yeah. That's been the medicine here. So for me about releasing shame and releasing that pattern and like so many of our, as in humans, right? Like limiting beliefs and like self-sabotage and stuff like that. Like so much of that is connected to shame, connecting to unworthiness, like whatever that, you know, everyone's got shame around different things, but so much of the time it is like shame or a worthiness conversation. Like Is there anything that you did or like tips, I guess, like if someone's working on releasing shame, whether it's about just kind of something in general or differently, or even about like their own sexual identity, sexuality, like, I don't know, any tips or words of wisdom outside of just like move to Chiang Mai? (laughs) I started getting really curious about shame. Mm. And I mean, I know that Brene Brown does a lot of work around shame, like her research, But I started looking at, I wanted to know who's doing this work, who's studying this, what's the research, what can I learn more about, and how does it really show up in people? I think that shame is very sneaky, shows up in ways that you might not even realize. Even when I was telling somebody this yesterday or Tuesday, when we're like, oh, I didn't do this sort of, oh yeah, it was yesterday on a coaching call with somebody. They're like, oh, well, I should be da, 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 da. And I'm like, wait, let's take the should out of it. Because like, you've got the first thing of like, you know, whatever the plan is, right? Like that's the plan. The plan changed. Like that's the situation you're dealing with. Just accept it. Cause that's where it's at. If you add the should on top of it, now you've got two things that you're working with, making yourself wrong for it. And the fact that it's changed or not according to plan two, right? So like, even that tiny thing, right? Even using the word should, well, I should have, right? Is like just a little squeak of shame getting added in there. Yeah, there's pressure. There's like pressure. There's also like, if you say you're going to, you should do this and you don't do it, like what's the story and the narrative that you're creating Mm -hmm. about yourself as a result of that? It's like, shame is like, I'm a bad person because I didn't do this. Yes. And that was me for so long. Like that's old programming. But I started doing some research and I found this queer man of color therapist who lives in Canada who wrote this really powerful article, like four pages, about queer men of color and how they experience shame. And there's a really powerful book called The Velvet Rage by Alan Downs, I believe. I think that's his name. Okay. Velvet Rage. The Velvet Rage is a queer psychotherapist. And it's The Velvet Rage, Overcoming the Pain of Growing Up Gay in a Straight Man's World is Mm. the subtitle. So, you know, specifically for queer men, and you know, my whole work has been around Latinos, supporting Mm -hmm. Latinos, but when I look at my Instagram, 
and I look at like, who's DMing me? Who's interacting with me? Who's in my stories? It's a lot of Latinos. It's a lot of this straight women. And it's kind of queer men, queer men, not even just the color, just all kinds of queer men. And energetically, like, I think that vibrationally, you know, we link. We're the one and the same. We have very similar patterning around the shame, particularly the shame component of, you know, growing up and, you know, seeing marriage, weddings, you know, straight couples. I still have never once been to a gay wedding. Wow. You know, reading children's books or seeing Disney movies and seeing only straight stories or not seeing yourself represented and or also like growing up for me in a very kind of homophobic family i would say not to throw my family under the bus but you know hearing a lot of that stuff you know it gets imprinted in your body and you hold on to those things Mm -hmm. so for me it's been around really like slowing down the stories and witnessing them without judgment and bringing love and also whatever this stuff has been around shame beginning to almost like going to the gym, beginning to practice it. Because in my last relationship with my partner, I was afraid to hold his hand in public. You know, like that's something there. There's a lot there. It's something so small, but so mighty and powerful. You know, that fear of I'm going to be walking down the street and someone's going to say something and start pointing, like, you know, the judgment around that, that I was holding on to. So for me, a lot of it has been liberating all that. And I think that I was so in it that it was just really difficult, challenging for me to work through it while I was in it. But creating space between me and it and getting away and having all of it presented to me has been the perfect kind of like playground and opportunity for me to kind of like let it all go, like really release it all. And again, not controlling the releasing, but just allowing the releasing to happen. And for me, it's been overwhelming been overwhelming feelings because energetically, Lauren, all that energy was going towards thinking about that. And the energy was going towards thinking about how sad I was about my last relationship not working out. The energy was going towards all these places that weren't in creation mode. Right. And so once I cut all that off and left, it's like all this energy is building up. And I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? And now I'm dreaming and I'm like, oh my gosh, should I be on So You Think You Can Dance? Like the (laughs) most bizarre things are happening and I feel it happening so fast. It's so scary, but also so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And like the speed of it too, and the like extra energy and expansion and all of that happening at such an intense pace, right? Like makes sense, you know, because this was something that you were holding on to and having shame about your identity and who you are and how you've been your entire life right and so like that's such and it's so interesting too because you're one of and this is something I want to talk about you're one of the like most yourself people that like I've ever met right and so when there's something like that like a piece of you that is inherently who you are right and then there's like a part of you that feels wrong for that or is making yourself wrong for that or putting shame around that, right? Like that can suck so much energy, so much life energy. And like, you may not realize like how heavy that is or how much it slows you down. And so when you finally like really own that and release the stories, it's like, like so much starts to fly your way, right? Because like the way I think of it a lot of the time, like is And I've had several moments like this in my life, but like one of the big things was like ending my marriage, you know, and where it's like that part of my life was so out of alignment. And again, like, you know, I've I've talked about on the show many times as I'm saying this, I'm like, why do I feel like I need to rationalize and justify it every time I say it? It's like, Mm. my ex-husband's a wonderful man, right? But it wasn't right, you know, our relationship. It wasn't working and it was the right thing to not be in anymore. And when I did that when that ended, like so many things happened so fast, like in an amazing way. Mm. And so, yeah. So like you even being carrying shame around a very like integral part of who you are and your identity, like that was you being out of alignment in a way. Right. And so like, once you get into more alignment, right. I think like God is like, ah, yes, look at you. 
Yes, look at you being so aligned and owning who you are. Here's all this shit, that, not shit, but here's all these blessings that have been just waiting for you to step into more alignment. Here you go, right? Like that's how I think of it. So it like makes sense sometimes when you like unkink that, whatever the little kink is that's out of alignment and you like unkink it, like the flow <laughs> happens in a big way. Oh, honey, I'm feeling that. And you know, I used to hear about these things, alignment, flow and all these things and like intellectually conceptually I understood it but now I feel it in the body yeah that's the perfect word is alignment I feel alignment because now I'm creating content on social media and I'm not thinking about what to say it's coming yeah. through me it's just I have to say this I'm creating content I'm recording videos and it's not like what am I going to post today it's like no it's like gotta get this message out yeah, it's your channeling and like it, yeah, mm, I get it. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> that like so powerful, so beautiful. And I also just want to acknowledge you for coming out. That's huge. Like I wouldn't have, I think there's a part of me that's surprised that you hadn't just by knowing you, right? And that's a huge deal. So like, I'm so happy for you and excited for you. And thank I have you. so much gratitude and thank you for sharing that yeah. here too. Yeah, I didn't expect to share it here, but it felt right. And you just kind of trust, right? And allow whatever comes through to just come through. Similar to what I feel happening here with the patterns. But, you know, what's interesting is that I had so much weight on it for so long. Like I had, there's a lot of energy that was placed on it. Then the moment after I did it, it was like, oh, no big deal. It was so light afterwards. You're like, I didn't you know? die? Huh. I didn't die, you know, right? but the coming out story is like, it's a metaphor almost for really life. Like how often are we just coming out every single day? You know, we're coming out in some way all the time, coming out as an entrepreneur, coming out as yeah, maybe, you know, bisexual, coming out of, in all these different ways. So, you know, my sexual identity is just one part of who I am. There's just so many other layers, mm -hmm. so many more, you know, I just created this character, like not character, this persona. Sorry, I shouldn't say that because then I make it outside of myself. What I will say is that I've, yeah, I've created oh, Halo. Can, yeah. Oh, like I pseudo, had Halo like, in my notes. Yes. Yeah. Tell us more about Halo. Yeah. So I'm the one who goes by Harry in this life. I've created Harry as a result of my experiences, my childhood programming, my survival mechanisms. You know, Harry has been created and constructed in this way, so I you know, I really started to slow it down, the conversation around Harry, <laughs> around myself. <laughs> it's so funny I say it like this. <laughs> I was like, if I created him, I could recreate him. And why not create him in the most fantastic essence and version of that I've ever known to be true for myself in this one precious life, in this one opportunity that I get. And I, you know, it's interesting. I went to go get tested. <laughs> and the nurse, the guy was like, he was inputting my information in the computer, Harry Lopez. He's like, hey, H-A from Harry, L-O Lopez. That spells halo. Stop, your STD test guy <laughs> helped you land on this. I love this. I yeah. love this. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. There are angels everywhere. There's angels everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, Angel, because I played Angel oh, yeah. halo. In, Hi. There in we go. college. Angel. Yeah. I played Angel in the musical. Mm. Today for you, tomorrow for me, today for you. Yeah. So it's like coming full circle and it's like my name, Halo. It's yeah. literally my name. Mm. So I created this idea of like what he stands for, like the H, the A, the L, the O. H is for honesty, humility, and healing. A is for alignment, abundance, authenticity. L is for love, liberation, leadership. O is for oneness, ohm, and overcoming obstacles. And it just, again, that idea, actually, I came up with that when I was in Miami, but it just kind of flowed through me. It's like, yeah. there's something about this that feels divine. And times I will ask myself, what would Halo do in this situation? Or what would yeah. Halo wear? Yes. You know, Harry tends to be a little basic with what he wears. He doesn't really care. <laughs> but if I start thinking about Halo, Halo's like, okay, we're going to show up. We're going to wear something really nice. Yes. <laughs> Well, so and I think it's so important to have like these alter egos of ourselves, right? And it's not an alter ego, right? Like we are so multifaceted. So having these different 
versions of ourselves that we can access and step into. And yeah, like, it's like you're, you know, Beyonce and Sasha Fierce sort of thing, right? It's like, exactly. Okay. Like what would like the Lauren who is already like, that's already happening. Like, how is she going to show up in this situation? Is she going to be like whining and like, you know, I can't do anything for a whole week. Like something hard is happening. No, she will not be right. Like, and so, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I think you do such a good job of your embodiment. Like when I look at your stuff, it makes me so happy because I know that you really walk the walk. I know what you're like and how the practices that you do behind the scenes and like you reveal and you demonstrate that to us. Like I love seeing you doing your mirror work and like your dancing and your chanting and all the stuff. And it, you could feel the embodiment of it. And for me, when I created, when I was thinking about Halo, I was making it outside of me too much really separating myself from halo of course halo represents my future self but it's really understanding that there's nothing outside of me that i need to see it's all within the purity of me has always been here it's just about me really just slowing it down coming back and remembering constantly remembering yes and because like the separation like that's we add that right halo is already there accessible right and you I can hear. step into all of the halo-ness like whenever you choose to just be that, right? Yeah. Mm. I love it. Totally. Can we talk about another one of your archetypes, Boom Boom? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Boom Boom. So fun fact, everybody. So <laughs> Harry and I met last year through a emotional intelligence leadership training program that we were both coaches in. And I like mm-hmm. absolutely love like all of that. And one day as we were like, it's a five month program. Right. And there was one day when Harry just kind of announced to the rest of us coaches, (laughs) he was like, you guys from here on out, I'm going by boom, boom. And we're like, what? (laughs) So tell us about boom, boom. Yeah. And is boom, boom, like really like, does boom, boom come out to play very much anymore? Or has boom, boom, like evolved and like halo has like enveloped boom boom so like boom boom's now just part of a halo or is boom boom still like thriving <laughs> you know what i'm laughing i'm giggling because i can i can just imagine like brad barnes christopher gill Henry, and shannon all like behind you being like we want to know what happened to boom boom yeah. <laughs> well i'll be sure to update in our in our group text as soon as we're done with this interview guys here's the status on um, boom boom <laughs> boom boom's still alive boom boom's wild okay. y'all boom boom's super so, extra um, <laughs> so boom boom is a name that i got at a party at a festival in miami by my friend whoop whoop <laughs> she gave me <laughs> she gave me the name at a party we were waiting to use the bathroom at, we were in line at the bathroom the bathroom and she and i looked at her and i was like you seem so cool what's your name she's like Whoop, whoop. I'm like, no, what's your real name? She's like, whoop, whoop. And she did the dance. So I told her, you need to give me a new name. I'd love a name. Yeah. And she looked at me. She's like, hmm, boom, boom. And I looked at her, boom. She's like, boom, boom. I'm like, boom. My new name was Boom Boom from that moment forth. I left the part, I left the house. I went down to the dance floor as Boom Boom. I was meeting people as Boom Boom. Boom Boom was joy, was fun, was electric, was just like, didn't give a damn. He wasn't holding back on the on the dance floor. I and... mean, but like, were you, okay, like, but stop it. But pre-Boom Boom, were you holding back on the dance floor? Because let me tell you, everybody listening in, I've had several dances. Like we have gotten down on the dance floor before. We've, we've twerked. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've twerked at like professional events, which is great. Um, Harry is quite a dancer mm-hmm. and like, oh, wait, so pre-Boom Boom was holding back. That is. Okay. <laughs> yes, I was. Well, you know, and the shame component was the thing that yeah. like nobody, nobody could see on the external, but it was like happening for me. But Boom Boom allowed it. He was just such a high vibe that it just kind of superseded any kind of the shame or any kind of the limitations. So it was just so fun for me to embody boom, boom. And I think, you know, unconsciously or consciously, I was looking for an escape, you know, often we do that. Like we're looking for a way out. 
And so for me, the whole switching of the identity, uh, like creating that alter ego persona was a way to, a way out of yeah. just the normal Harry, more excitement, more of the exhilaration, more joy. And Halo could be, you could say it's a similar thing, like where I'm kind of looking for an escape, but also escape into myself deeper, I think. What it, right. is really what and it's, it is. it's almost like, and like this, you know, you let me know if this lands in any way. It's almost like Boom Boom was because you were feeling limited or the shame or whatever as Harry, right? Like Boom Boom allowed you to get step outside of the shame and step into more of who Harry wanted to be right in a safer way because it's like oh well this is kind of like a play this is a a character I'm jumping into in a sense but then that can like which yes can be a form of like escapism right but then can also allow you to like integrate them into one which it sounds like Halo was like wait no we can like this all gets to be like part of the same thing that's not like a an escape from Harry, it's like, no, we're all, we're all the things. Yeah. Like the symbiosis and the, in the coherence behind all of those, the identities coming together. And I think, you know, in the famous words of William Shakespeare, all life's a stage and we're all just players in it. Mm. So, you know, we're all really just performers, right? In this life, we're all just, we've picked up stuff, you know, we we've created this this the social construction of our identities in this in this format in this way and because we are creators we can recreate and so for me that's been the the greatest joy has been just like recreating self recreating myself oh i wanted to say this there is a risk in boom boom there's a risk in halo there's a risk in these in these persona archetypes that you put on the risk is like the moment i started calling myself boom boom it wasn't just in ALA. It was in other places. It was in other places of my life. And, you know, the risk is not being taken seriously. Yeah. And I was willing to risk that. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I was like, we need more joy in this life. People, yeah. like, we're taking ourselves too seriously. So if I could be the candidate, like, if I could raise my hand and be like, let me just make fun of myself so that we not take ourselves so seriously. Like, I was willing to do it. Yeah. I was willing to do it. The funny thing too, like behind the scenes, y'all. So as we mentioned, Boom Boom came out while we were in this coaching container together, coaching (laughs) others. Oh yeah, yeah. Boom Boom came out. Boom Boom came to life. And like, I remember having conversations like with Shannon and even Brad and being like, wait, I don't, how serious is he right now? Like how serious is Harry? Like, because here's the thing, for those who don't know Harry, right? Like I, I, as I said in the beginning, like you are one of the most you people, like yourself people that I've ever met and you are unique and like have one of the purest, most beautiful hearts and you are so you and it is, and you give so many people permission to like very much be themselves and be like weird, silly, like extra big personality really thoughtful and like intentional, right? Like you give so much permission in how you show up as you. And sometimes you're like ridiculous and silly. Like there's such a (laughs) silly, ridiculous, like, like joke side of you, which is so much fun. (laughs) And so like when Boom Boom came out, we were like, I don't know if he's serious. Like, and we were like, are we supposed, like, does he like? Do we need to like in our group text like act, call him Boom Boom instead of Harry? Like, should we change our phones? <laughs> should we change how we stored in our phone? We're like, well, like, no, but like, okay. I think, I think, yeah, I think Christopher Gill definitely did. I love it. I love it. Hey, we're we're there. We're willing to jump into the journey with you, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So fun. Oh my gosh. Like, first of all, I think feel like we could go for all. Um, go so much longer and we should definitely do a part two at some point but I would love to with that authenticity and self-expression and being so comfortable in your own skin and even like like real talk everybody like even those of us who are super super comfortable in our own skin whether that's Harry like me like sure there are times sometimes when we're like oh this I'm not as comfortable with or this right like we're still humans but like what for you, because you haven't always felt like this, right? Like 
comfortable being so you, like, how did you really step into that? And what sort of advice for others to really like be unapologetically, excuse me, themselves? Mm, Such a good question. Because although you're reflecting back to me where you perceive me to be on that rating, I still think I have a long way to go on that. I think there's there's more unearthing of course with there is. the authenticity. There's even more for me to go there. So thank you for that. You're welcome. And yeah, it's a, been a really fine line because the authenticity for me, I've had to be very careful with it. Is this coming from my performer self? Is this the one who's wearing the mask, who's worn the mask his whole life? Or is this really authentically you, Harry? When I focus on the healing aspect of whatever I want to do, because I'm thinking that the authenticity, of course, right now is coming off on social media. That's how we experience each other for the most part. Mm. Or in real life moments, it's dropping into heart, like really dropping into heart for me. And a lot of that for me is God, like staying in like devotion, faith, gratitude, and allowing it to come through from that place, like the love and the joy and the fun of it all. And focusing out, like focusing on like, this is what would be really funny to share, or this is really important medicine for me that I'm thinking about. So I get to share that too. And I actually watched a video you did the other day and I loved it. Mm. You were talking about, yeah, I love this video you did. You were talking about when you put out content, the reason you're able to generate so much content or content that has gone viral is because you trust your ideas. Mm. You trust your ideas as they're coming through. And for me, I think I've also trusted my ideas. But now I'm trusting them even more yeah. because I've taken risks and I've been able to trust myself in taking these risks to leave to Thailand or leave to do this or that. So it's like I'm trusting myself more and I'm not beating myself up anymore when I put things out. Sometimes it might happen. And it's usually when I do that, it's because I wonder what perspective have I not been willing to look at here with what I'm about to share? Because I get really logical and cerebral, but then always coming back to, this is true for me right now in my body. This is true for me. It's going to be true for somebody else. So I know that your question wasn't totally related to content creation, but it's how we experience each other as content creators online and, and entrepreneurs and stuff. So I know that it's such a powerful medium by which to amplify. Oh, that's the name of your podcast, isn't it? Hey. <laughs> Whoa, that wasn't me. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why it's called this and why I bring the people on and have the kinds of conversations that we have, right? Yeah, I love that. I love when that kind of stuff happens. Yeah, Just trusting yourself. <laughs> trusting yourself, right? And and yeah, in that post that I it's like I'm not Yes, trusting in the validity of all of my ideas. That doesn't mean that every single one is right, that everyone, every single idea is better than anyone else's. It doesn't mean that I should follow and take action on every idea, but like these are coming through for a reason. So let's, let's explore, right? And like, you know, all of that. And instead of, because I used to like so many things would get channeled and come through. And I literally have a note in my phone that's like, content ideas or ideas, that sort of thing. And it, it's so long and I would rarely share them because I'd be like, that's too weird. Or be like, mm, I oh. smoked a little too much weed last night and maybe we shouldn't share those <laughs> ideas that came through, right? Like it would be like that. I'd be like, mm, I don't know. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, let's see what happens, you know? And started sharing those and not sitting on them as much. And that stuff, like it's not only has stuff resonated with others more. And yes, from a strategic business standpoint, like it has been more effective with getting people into my world and getting clients and stuff like that. But just from a me as a human perspective, it's so much more liberating and empowering and all of that. And like allows me to give myself permission to explore my ideas more too, because I'm not like just being like, Oh, that's weird. Right. I'm like, oh, let's like play with this one or like look at it or like, huh, that was interesting. <laughs> like maybe someone else will think it's interesting too. Yeah. I think we're here to walk each other back home and to, yeah. if you have some knowing, if you have some medicine that's helped you get free, you want to help other get, others get free. Yes. It's like the alleviation of human suffering. Like we 
you know that if you're experiencing this, then then others are experiencing it too. So yeah, like not being stingy with that information. And yeah, it's yeah, I feel that a lot. Yeah, it's this thing of like, yes, dichotomy of there has never and will never be another person just like you, even if you're a twin, right? Because you will have different thoughts, different experiences, everything. Like there has never and will never, ever, ever, ever again be a you, right? So we are so infinitely unique, but at the same time, not, right? Like, so even that of thinking like, oh gosh, if I share this, people are going to think I'm crazy or a freak or like, whoa, you know, whatever it is. It's like, no, like so many of us are having similar experiences and can relate, even if all of our thoughts are different and our experiences that shape us are different. So we're never even saying like, I'm happy. Happy means something different to every single person based on their relationship with that word. And based on how happiness has shown up in their life. Like you will never experience an emotion the same way as somebody else, even if you're super close. Right. But at the same time, so it's like, we're so unique, but we're so similar. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. And that goes into abundance. It's like knowing that we live in such an abundant world, like everybody can win and everybody's unique and somebody could be doing the exact same thing as you, or you try to replicate exactly what you're doing, but they'll never be you. They'll never have your unique like imprint, gen- DNA, genetic, like life path that yours uniquely supposed to have. Mm. It's like, mm-hmm. that's come up for me a lot, actually, with the social media world is like the thinking around the comparative mind. And like, you know, most people that I follow are coaches, you know, so it's sometimes the innocently, the mind will go into like, oh, you know, there's like limited amount of resources in the world. Like, but, but no, we live in such an abundant world. It's so abundant. Everybody gets a piece of the pie. Everybody gets to sit under the tree in the shade. Like we're so loved and held by the earth. There's an infinite supply, an infinite wealth. Mm, yeah. And you talk about that too. So I love that. <laughs> I know. I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. I honestly want to talk to you for like another hour. However, <laughs> we do have Me other too. things we get to do. So we're going to okay. just close with two more questions, but I totally like, I want to do another episode with you. This is beautiful. And we'd like uh, so many more directions to go in. Okay. So number one, where can everybody find you, get connected with you, all that kind of stuff? Like, do you have any programs going on right now that people can join and be a part of? Like, tell us like, all like, this is the business question. Where can people find you and how can they work with you and be in your world? Yes, you can find me twerking online at the Harry Lopez on Instagram. <laughs> I'm actually not yes. twerking very often anymore, but we'll we'll bring it back. Our conversation offline about the the recent dating situation, which I kind of clued in a little bit to the audience about. I wasn't dancing very much during that entire time. Like I did a few dance classes, but even my at home dancing, I wasn't doing a ton, which was interesting. So like it is back, and like I need to move this body a bit more. So yeah. I feel it. But yes, you guys, like Harry's such a good dancer. Just that would be a whole episode on that. Talking like about that twerking. topic. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. The, and the that twerking topic. Yeah. and the dance. What happened? Oh, trust me, I had, I had twerking yeah. on my list of questions and we didn't really get to it. We'll, episode two with you. We'll Part get two. To it. Part yeah. two, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Harry Lopez. The Harry Lopez on Instagram. I have a program for Latinos coming up. It's a five-week boot camp. If there's any Latinos that want to do some mindset, some money work, we're starting mm. March 16th, I believe. March so 16th. that is going to be okay. a really, really fun program. Amazing. And if you're Latinx-centered, it's fine. You don't always have to be Latino. <laughs> and then last question, the like theme of the show and something I ask all of our guests what is like one piece of advice, whether that's a quote, a like question to ask yourself, an action to take, whatever it is, like one kind of like parting word of wisdom for people who want to live a really amplified life, people who want to be more themselves, who want to be more like fully expressed and step into that like higher self and that dream life version of them. So really like, yeah, how to step into a more amplified life and amplified version of themselves. Like any quote, word of wisdom, do you do it? fun sound I don't know (laughs) (laughs) you're so funny that's how we end with just that noise and it cuts (laughs) okay this is coming through for me 
Mm, I love it. Yes. And I'm going to just trust it. But I think for me, the most powerful thing has been meditation. Like of all the things for me, it's been like a really nourishing meditation practice daily to get out of the mind, out of the thinking mind and just really drop into the heart. And it doesn't take that long, but just if you're already meditating, I'd say go deeper, like meditate longer. Not everybody meditates in the same way, like sitting down, but that version works for me, like the guided meditations and the this and meditate and then go be a creator, go create, 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 create and serve. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining. I adored this conversation. I love you so much. This was so, Aww, like, I feel I so you. delicious right now after this, this oh, talk God. and being in your energy Me together. Too. So, so good. So thank you for getting up super early in Thailand right now for this conversation. 530. And 5.30 a.m. everybody. <laughs> everybody, excuse me. We're committed. Yes, we are not letting that go under the radar. 5.30 a.m. <laughs> to be on this show. Okay. Put it in the show deal. notes. This is a big deal. And everybody connect with Harry, the Harry Lopez on Instagram. And thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.